Welcome to the PMPA Speaking of Precision podcast, featuring your hosts, Carly Kistler-Miller and Miles Free. Hello, I'm Miles Free, and welcome to PMPA's Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles podcast. Carly Kistler-Miller has joined me today, and we are going to discuss why PMPA is still working on the 232 tariffs. Welcome, Carly. Well, thank you, Miles. So I'm kind of surprised we're still talking about tariffs with all the student loan forgiveness stuff going around right now. That's the point. (laughs) That's the point. While everyone is distracted with this student loan repayment issue, PMPA and our coalition partners and fellow travelers, we're sticking to our knitting. We're keeping our eye on the ball. We realize that success in government affairs is a long game. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Boy, you aren't kidding. I mean, long game is right. The tariffs, they were implemented for national security, and that was, what, 2018 by President Trump? Yeah. And it was all about that China thing. I mean, he was trying to punish China. Right? It said there were unfair trade practices. And now it's 2022. What's that? Four, four and a half years later. And I don't think China's changed its behavior, have they? Uh, no. And by the way, China isn't paying the tariffs. Oh my gosh. That's an excellent point. So, how are the tariffs supposed to change China's behavior if they don't pay the tariffs? You are now an expert on government affairs. Oh, well, that's terrifying. <laughs> it's, it's, it's why government affairs is such a crazy place to work. It makes no sense. China doesn't pay tariffs. U.S. citizens, U.S. consumers are the people paying the tariffs. So tariffs are really taxes. And Americans are paying the taxes. And, I mean, I kind of get the China thing. They think, well, we're not going to pay the money, so then China's not going to be exporting anything to us. But I don't think that's what's happened. So how, I mean, do you even know how much the tariffs have cost Americans so far? We do. Oh, gosh. We do. Oh, gosh. Between March 23rd, 2018 and August 3rd, 2022, U.S. Customs and Border Protection has collected an aggregate total of over $162 billion in duties assessed under Sections 232 and 301. Did you say billion? Billion. $162 billion. $162 billion. That is 80 times the total sales of our precision machining industry NAICS code in one year. Ugh. It's more than the annual cost of care for the 15 most prevalent types of cancer in the U.S. That costs us $156.2 billion annually. And this is the tariffs. It's the tariffs. It, it actually is more than the U.S. total federal spending on transportation in 2021, which was $154.8 billion. Oh. But... You know, to really help you understand. I don't know, the transportation thing hit home, but what you got? It's more than the net worth of Bill Gates at $115.1 billion. <laughs> oh, 
Okay, I don't know which blows my mind more, the fact that <laughs> Bill Gates is worth $115.1 or the fact that this number, this tariff number, dwarfs that. That's a big number. It's, it's huge. All right, so let's recap here, because this can't be right. <laughs> Welcome to government affairs. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so the U.S. government implemented all by themselves without any allies, tariffs on China and Chinese produced goods, which only U.S. taxpayers have to pay. Yes. And the U.S. consumer has given to the U.S. government over $162 billion so that the Chinese would change their commercial and trade behavior. Yes. And the Chinese haven't changed their commercial and trade behavior because, and this makes no sense, they aren't the ones paying the tariffs. Yes. Oh. Americans pay the tariff to the U.S. government so that the folks in Washington, the folks that we vote for, can be seen as being tough on China. This is the cutting off your nose to spite your face thing. But here's what really blows my mind. We're doing this alone, to ourselves. I mean, are our allies helping us with any of this? We're going it alone, Carly. We are taxing ourselves. And we're losing competitiveness on manufacturing goods internationally because the prices our shops have to pay for materials, steel and aluminum, supplies, tools, stuff like that, are now higher priced thanks to these tariffs. Okay, but if the steel or aluminum is domestically produced, it won't be higher priced because of the tariffs, right? If only that were true. Oh, no. Remember, remember in MBA economics when we talked about the last marginal good? Oh. You know, the price for the next the next one, yes. I hate that we have to go back to that. <laughs> well, I do too. <laughs> I do too. When the tariffs raised the price of imported steel, the domestic mills raised their prices to this new market price, which was inflated by the tariff to the price paid for the next marginal ton. That is, after the last domestic ton is sold, you have to buy the import with the tariff. But Okay, <sighs> this is really bad. So we're not only paying the tariffs to the U.S. government, the $162 billion, but billion. The billion, billion, but the prices we're paying for the steel and aluminum that's made here, here in the USA, they're also at a higher price because of the tariffs? Yes. You know, I'm beginning to hate it when you say yes. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I hate it when I have to. Oh. Let's look at how aluminum is priced. So, to give everyone perspective, all those aluminum beverage cans that we recycle as consumers, they stay here in the U.S., they get remelted and converted back into can stock. Aluminum is very highly recycled here in the U.S. According to one source I found, 65% of America's aluminum is currently recycled. Every minute, an average of 123,000 aluminum cans are recycled. On average, 
Americans recycle two out of every three aluminum cans they use. The average aluminum can contains more than 50% post-consumer recycled aluminum. Okay, that's great. That's great for us. That's great for the environment. It's highest and best use. And it's great for the domestic producers because they get paid the tariff, too. You're kidding. Wish I was. Here's how it works. The American beverage industry has paid more than $1.4 billion in Section 232 aluminum tariffs since 2018. These 232 tariffs have artificially increased the price of all aluminum sold and melted in the U.S. market as a result of the unique way that the aluminum prices are set. Aluminum prices, they're called contracts, are based on a benchmark that's known as the Midwest Premium. Since the 232s on aluminum were put in place, you know, back in 2018, the Midwest Premium price was set as a duty-paid price. That means all aluminum contracts in the U.S. are priced assuming that the 232 duty applies. Mm. Even if the imported material was covered by an exclusion or a TRQ and so not applicable, it's baked into the pricing structure. So whenever we buy a canned beverage, and you know I love my Diet Coke in a can, even if the aluminum was recycled and converted back into can stock here in the U.S., we are still paying the anti-China national security tariff. Yes. No, stop saying <laughs> That's why we are playing the long game, Carly. That is why we are avoiding the distractions out of Washington lately. If one of our children was doing something this self-destructive to their well-being, their economic well-being, we'd intervene, right? Absolutely. We would never let our children deliberately take actions to hurt themselves. Well, that's why PMPA, our coalition partners through CAMU, and even the USFTC are staying on task to try to get rid of these so-called national security taxes on ourselves. They aren't working. They aren't structured to make China change their behavior, and they haven't. We need to be tough on China, but instead, we are tough on our own people, making them pay more for the products they need, even if they're made here in the U.S. We need allies to effectively change Chinese mercantilism, and we're going it alone. All that these tariffs are accomplishing is taking U.S. consumer money and giving $162 billion of it to the federal government. And sadly, I have no idea how much more we are paying above the normal costs to the companies that are making the steel and aluminum in the products that we do make here. Now you know why I have such a passion for government affairs. Yes, I do understand. We're paying tariffs to the government at the tune of 162 billion which is more than bill gates net worth and when we look at the economic effects of the tariffs there's no evidence that either the 232 or 301 tariffs are actually solving any problems that they were adopted to address 
At what point do you look at this and say, it's not working? Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> By any measure, if you look at the 232 and the 301 tariffs, they have failed to achieve their stated purpose. I'm going to slug you next time you say yes, by the way. Okay. No more questions for you. <laughs> Here's the wrap-up. There's no indication that the 232 tariffs are eliminating any of the so-called national security concerns that led to them being implemented. The 232 tariffs should be terminated. There is no indication that they are mitigating the national security concerns that led to their implementation. The continuation of the 232 tariffs simply amounts to a subsidy to domestic producers provided by U.S. consumers and U.S. manufacturers of downstream products. Miles, I gotta tell you, this is depressing, but I love that we as PMPA still have a voice in this fight and we're still fighting for it, but this is probably my least favorite podcast ever. Rather than say yes, <laughs> I'll just say me too and go to the outro. That wraps up today's podcast on PMPA's continuing efforts on the tariffs. Thank you for joining us. For additional information, please visit pmpa.org where you can also search for articles, webinars, podcasts, and other resources. Yes, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast because you don't want to miss one. If you aren't already taking advantage of PMPA membership, be sure to check out pmpa.org to see all we have to offer. And why is a PMPA membership important, Carly? Because we are better together. Don't forget to join us next Monday on Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles.